BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. I have extra energy this morning because it is the earliest we've ever recorded the toast. So, Claude, HYD. Hey, guys. Good morning, millennials. Happy uh, Tuesday. It's so early where we are. We have a very busy day, which is why we had to get started on this early. But I'm excited to dive in, chit-chat, do all the things I got to do and say. Hey. We have never recorded the toast this early in our lives. So let's see if we're really morning people. I know for a fact that I'm not, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to the airport, which is an exciting phenomenon in the queue. Ben, um, like I've never in my life woken up before Ben, like ever. And I have a feeling he's going to come out any minute because I'm like being loud, but I'm sorry. You're working. Yeah, I'm on the clock. I clocked in. So where is Theodore Fichemin? He's Roaming around the dining room table. Yes, oh, I'm not in my living room for those watching on Zoom. I'm now in my living room because I don't want like Ben sleeping in the back of my Zoom. I just thought that would be like ugly. So Theo's up. He's working early as well. He's working the room. He's walking around the hallways, you know, just taking inventory of what's going on. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't so as bad waking up early as I thought it was going to be, but I went to sleep a little bit early. I was reading all night, reading the Redheads book. It is such a good book. I'm almost done with it. I'm going to be like sad and excited when it's over, but I'm excited to record the episode because I think this was a real quality book. If you haven't read it yet, I think this might be like my favorite Redheads book we've done so far. So exciting. Well, I was actually thinking last night about how I started the Redheads book and I don't know how you guys do a book a month. Like I've been reading for two days and I read 25 pages. Like, I don't know how you guys read so fast. Like, I would like not be able to keep up with the Redhead's grueling schedule. No, the schedule is grueling regardless. But in quarantine, we were doing two books a month. We were doing episodes every two weeks. And we're done doing that now because, um, you know, things are getting back to normal a little bit. But um, it it was a lot. Yeah, no, I feel like I will finish this Maya Angelou book like by the summer. Yeah, well, our next episode drops like the first Thursday of July. So I think. Oh, I'm sorry. It is the summer. I thought it was like March for a second. I mean, the winter or maybe the fall. The weirdest thing ever is like we went into this thing in March and it still feels like the world is on pause and we're waiting to unpause. Yet, like, we are very much in June. Like, you could be wearing all white if you wanted to. I think the most unfair thing about quarantine was that it happened like during the strictly during the spring months which are like the best months for a million different reasons like we had to suffer through winter and now we're gonna suffer through like a steamy hot new york and we never got spring 
Yeah, I agree. My allergies are, are all right with that, but it, it was cruel. It was cruel. It was a cruel summer with you. Cruel. Wow, that was not good. That was, that was not your best. Oh my gosh. I went on TikTok for the first time in one whole month yesterday. Like I do not remember the last time I was on TikTok. I was scrolling on my For You page and I hear the voice of an angel. You singing Defying Gravity. I tried to tell you, like I literally tried to tell you. I had no idea show. what you were talking about. You said this guy, he does a video. Dewey. Sing. But I didn't know that like you were singing and he was accompanying. That's what I'm saying. Like, And by I've the way, I'm just able- trying to give you a compliment. I'm trying to say something nice. I just don't think you should be so surprised by my talent. You know, I've literally been singing for you every day of my life, like since we were born. Never said I was surprised by your talent. I was surprised to see you on my For You page when Thank I ha- clearly had so much content to catch up on from my Thank month's you. hiatus. Wasn't that beautiful? Claudia, that was beautiful. Yes, comedy special coming at you June 30th, available for pre-order on iTunes. Check it out, Claudia Ashray, Disgraced Queen. Yes. Um, okay, well, we have a great show for you today. Um, not much to recap because I didn't watch a lot of TV yesterday. I just was trying to read. I was weirdly so busy. These This week is crazy busy for us. We have a lot going on um, outside of the queue, which is crazy. Um, so do you want to just get right into it? Yeah, we have some mindless news, which I'm excited about, and we have I've uh, I want to recap some something I watched on Instagram yesterday, not on TV. I literally did not turn my TV on. Um, okay, I will happily recap what you watched on Instagram because when I called you, you were watching it and you told me to watch it, so I watched it. So I'm happy to recap right alongside you. But before that, before that, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true, Jax, but. I just need a minute. I need a minute because I don't know if anyone knows, but I'm literally like the face and the body of today's sponsor, Beach Body On Demand. It comes as no surprise that we're all stuck in our homes for a while. Avoid the complacency. It's important now more than ever to keep active and keep moving forward. Work out and take classes in the comfort of your own home with Beach Body On Demand, the easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts suited for anybody at any time. The secret to getting results is just getting started. This is the company behind P90X, Insanity, and 21 Day Fix. Now you could check out some of Beachbody's newest programs like The Morning Meltdown and 80 Day Obsession and start every day strong. They have some of the best trainers you can get motivated by super trainers you know like Tony Horton, Joel Freeman, Jericho McMatthews, and Autumn Calabrese. They have some of the best programs, hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio to yoga and even dance workouts. Workouts can be as short as 10 minutes, so they don't require extra equipment either. Super easy to do in your house if you're still stuck in the queue, and even if you're not still stuck in the queue. You can access it at anywhere at any time, either on your computer, your TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast. I just got Apple TV. Like, it's game changer. So I will definitely be getting my beach body in my bedroom. Um, and listeners, listeners of The Morning Toast can try it absolutely free um, if you follow this. If you want to try this service, our listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text toast to 303030 you'll get full access to the entire platform for free all the workouts nutritional information and support totally free but you just have to text toast t o a s t to 303030 that's the free trial if you text toast to 303030 
Sign on, get a beach body. I love beach body. I can't believe that we're well into month three in quarantine and I have like this whole well-rounded workout routine um thanks to the likes of beach body and things are going also, okay. The snatchler uses beach body and the snatchler is looking like the snatchler recently. The snatchler is beach body. Like she totally. is the she's the body of beach body. <sighs> okay, let's dive right in. Okay, first story. Bachelor fans create a petition to cast the first black Bachelor, Tyler Cameron, and more alums share support. In its 18-year history, the Bachelor franchise has only ever featured one black lead. Bachelor Nation is ready to see some change. Franchise alums like Tyler Cameron, Rachel Lindsay, Lauren Burnham, Cian Fleming, Nicole Lopez-Alvar, Nick Vile, Diggy Moreland, and more have signed a Change.org petition titled A Campaign for Anti-Racism in the Bachelor Franchise, demanding more diversity and representation amid the Black Lives Matter movement. Over 20,000 people have signed the petition so far. I mean... This is just like insane. I didn't even realize. I knew that the the um the show had been on forever, but the petition, like the social card that was going around, it said, 18 years, forty seasons, one black lead." That's insane, and I feel like, especially in the last few weeks, like we've seen how important it is for the platform Rachel Lindsay has. Like she's just doing amazing things, and the fact that there's only one of her is a real shame. Yes, this is just. It's been a long time coming for so long now now it's up to the fans to make a petition i hope that the bachelor franchise listens because this is what people want yeah and you know what it seems so strange like they almost go out of their way not to choose because they had mike johnson um like in the running most recently and like they just went out of their way to give it to peter and after the season we got with peter like i don't know if anyone could have been a worse choice so it's like they went out they went out of their way to not give it to Mike Johnson, even though like the audience was very vocal about wanting him to have it. So it's very strange. And I read a quote, um, E! News posted about this and they posted a quote from Rachel Lindsay talking about this. And Rachel was like, 40 seasons, like that's almost as many um, presidencies. Like you now have just as much of a chance as becoming the president as a black person than you do as becoming the lead of the Bachelor franchise. And honestly, it was like a hilarious and really weird um, <laughs> metaphor yeah yeah not metaphor sorry comparison no I I think yeah I think that was a good word choice um it's just like it's really late it's really late so I mean who even knows what's going on with the bachelor now like when it came to Claire's season and paradise and usually they start filming the bachelor in September so they really have an opportunity right now to just switch it up you know Claire's season it it doesn't have to happen the way you know like it they uh, could make this change now and well, let I have two their theories. audience know that they hear them. What are your theories? Yeah. Well, that's true. My theory is that, like, first of all, this is not a theory. Just I think that in their own weird way, Bachelor like Corporation thought they were being like inclusive by giving it to like an older woman, you know, like so as not to be ageist. But that's not really the inclusivity like people are demanding. So I was just gonna say that. But that's not my theory. My theory is that, like, I feel like Claire Crawley is just the type of person who's, like, unlucky, you know? Like, and I think that, like, they might actually take this away from her just to give it to um, a more diverse lead. And that would just be, like, so Claire Crawley. Do you know what I mean? 100, 100%. Like, so close. And, like, if it weren't for the pandemic, like, she would have already filmed it. Yes. It's, like, um, so many things happened and she couldn't become the lead. 
I completely agree with both of your points, but Wait, no, I that just, was, I have another one. Oh, you, but you shared two, two wonderful points. No, I said the first one wasn't a point. It was just an anecdote. It was an aside. Okay. It was an aside. It was the mashed potatoes. Um, Or I feel like Tyler Cameron's friend, Matt James, could start being groomed to be on the next season and then ultimately be chosen as The Bachelor. Yeah, that could happen. I could see that happening too. Or if there's no Bachelor at this season, there's no Bachelor in Paradise and they just want to get right on track with their usual scheduling programming and film The Bachelor in September, they could choose Mike Johnson for oh, once that's true. and for all, you know? Yeah. And it's not like we have to get to know someone new and we could just kind of like pick up where we left off sort of. Yeah. That's I the redo like- of Peter's season that we deserve. Oh my God. Like what a waste of time. It would be one thing if they like, you know, un- like so obviously didn't choose Mike Johnson and we got like an incredible season out of it, but we got like a terrible bachelor. Yeah. But at least Mike Johnson got a date with Demi Lovato. That's which wouldn't no, I'm happy for him. No, that you are. <laughs> um, also, I just remember when they announced Rachel Lindsay as the first black lead, like it felt like this new frontier. You know, like mm-hmm. it was like a new, better bachelor, but it just never really um, got there. No, they thought like their work was done when in yeah. reality it was just starting. Yeah, it's just, it's actually crazy how long they've gotten away with it. Yeah, I agree. But now the fans are, are demanding change. Yeah. I, I hope that they actually listen to Bachelor Nation. I hope so too. Um, Anna de Armas has a life-size cutout of herself outside of her home. Um, Anna de Armas appears to be having some fun with the paparazzi who regularly swarm outside her house, parentheses, after she calls she them. She calls them. The Knives Out star who is dating Ben Affleck now has a life-size cardboard, life-size cardboard cutout of herself on the lawn, and she apparently had a little help schlepping it there. Vulture reports that Affleck's three kids with ex Jennifer Garner – Daughters Violet, Serafina, and Samuel pitched in with carrying it. The Cuban-born actress and Ben Affleck have been dating since meeting on the set of their film Deep Water in 2019. Since then, the actors have enjoyed John's to Havana and Costa Rica. So I guess this is like a little prank on the paparazzi. Um, and I just wanted to let you know, like, there are some people who are getting off this ship. <laughs> yeah, no, like before quarantine, like the way I reported on them was just like ship, 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 ship. And now it's been a little while since we spoke about them. And I'm officially here to say, like, they are a joke. Like, this is really disappointing. Like, how many, you know, steps they've taken down from, like, A-list. They're really reminding me of, like, like a sad version of Camilla and Sean. A hundred percent. And it's like, they were, in my eyes, so A-list when they stepped on the scene together and it looked like someone truly caught them stepping on the scene. But now in quarantine, like, they clearly had this whole PR rollout for their relationship. They had to amend it with masks and dog walks and, like, social distancing. And it's just so corny. And um, my shipdom has definitely shrunk in size since the last time we spoke about these two. It's so corny and so disappointing from what should have been, like, two A-list megastars. Like, this is tacky as hell. Yeah. Like, this is real C-list behavior. Totally. Or, like, teeny bopper behavior. 
Yeah, or fake relationship behavior PR stunt for our movie behavior when it's like, I actually think they're in a real relationship. Like you don't have your kids log a picture, a life-size picture of your girlfriend if, you know, she's not in their lives in a real way. Or if she's like your work girlfriend, you know? Yeah, totally. But I'm just like looking at this picture of them and like they are so cute. Um, I just don't know why they keep doing this. Like why do they feel the need to keep doing this? Like, I think a really brilliant narrative would have been, like, if before quarantine, we saw those pictures of them on the beach, like, those looked very candid. Like, I don't think that those were set up. Like, we got that, and then we found out that they spent all of quarantine together, and then, boom, award season, like, they're on every red carpet. Like, to me, that would make it seem so much more authentic. This is just, like, making me hate both of them. Yeah. I guess people are getting impatient because they don't know when award season is going to be. Uh, that's true. I mean, it's really putting like a, a halt in like a lot of the major um, celebrities like press schedules. Yeah. So I think celebrities are kind of just like doing what they want in this time. It must be like a nice time for them to sort of fly under the radar. Yeah. Well, it depends what kind of celebrity you are. Like some celebrities literally cannot live without like the celebrity life, like the press, the fans, the adoration, like they literally need that in their veins. And then some people I like, genuinely crave are li- they're like down to earth. They crave they just like, like real like life. Yeah. And they are really love the art of acting and that's why they happen to also be celebrities, but really they're just, they're passionate about their craft. Right. That's why they got into this line of work, you know, for the art. Yes. And they just happen to like become- Who do you think of as someone like that? I feel like um, when I think of that, I think of like Charlize Theron. Oh, really? I think, I always think about like Jennifer Lawrence, you know, the fact that she's not even on social media- She's just not oh. interested in the whole game. Like, I think when she goes to award shows, she's into it and it's fun and like, it's just exciting. But generally speaking, I think she just likes the craft. Did I tell you on this show that I watched Bombshell? I don't think on this show. I think I really liked it off the show. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I really want to. And you know what I liked about it most is that me and Ben watched it together and afterwards we had like a very – we like talk about nothing. Like we literally get in bed and like we we talk like in baby talk to Theo. Like we don't have real conversations anymore. And after that movie, like it just spawned a really like mature in-depth conversation just about like the Me Too movement. And like that's what I enjoyed. Like we got to talk like adults instead of being like, I'm a cringy angel boy. Yes, you are so cute. Oh, you love your crunchy mama. You love your mama. Yes, you do. You love me and I love you. Yes, my boy, I love you. Good boy. Yes, Grinchy Angel. So we spoke it's like so human tem- It's so tempting just to do that all the time. That's literally what I do when I'm around. Do, 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 to Theodora. Do, 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 to Theodora. Do, 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 to Theodora. Perfect gemming Dora. Dora. Beautiful, precious Dora. One and only Dora. Lovey boy Dora. Special angel Dora. Favorite nephew Dora. <laughs> this is literally like Jackie and I made up this song. Like, because we call him Theodore, Theodora, Dora the Explorer. Like, and this song just, we go on forever. Like, we go for our back and forth. Soft and lovey Dora. Favorite man Dora. <laughs> Cheeks and lips Dora. I love you, Dora. So delicious, Dora. And nutritious, Dora. Swirly, twirly, Dora. <laughs> Precious angel, Dora. 
beautiful okay, Shenandoah. Yeah, no, I guess we've never shared that song, but we sing it every single time, and we, we just go on into every day <laughs> we're in the studio. Reason, for some reason, we always start singing it when you're putting his leash on to go out, and we yes. sing it all the way down <laughs> until we have to walk separately. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> um, no, you didn't tell everyone that you watch Bombshell, but you know what else I didn't tell everyone that I watched a few weeks ago? Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, you told me about it. Yeah. I understand why, um, like at the end when they give you the true facts of the people that they, the story's about, like I understand why it felt like a story that needed to be told, but ultimately I don't think they did a great job. Well, I watched, um, speaking of stories that didn't need to be told, Ben made me watch his favorite movie. And like Ben has the worst taste in movies. Like if it's Ben's favorite movie, just like know that it's a piece of shit. So he made me watch um, Kicking and Screaming the Will Ferrell movie where yeah, like yeah, he's no, a soccer coach. It yeah. It was actually pretty funny. I'm sure it was. I, I remember it as being quite funny. I feel like it like, would age What well. a random selection for your favorite movie. Um, Beyond random, but very Ben. Oh yeah. It was, he's nothing if not consistent. No, no, not at all. Okay. Ready for our next story? Kind of sad switching gears. Vanessa Bryan seeks extensive damages over the helicopter crash that killed Kobe and Gianna. The basketball legend and his 13-year-old daughter died in January alongside the six other occupants of the helicopter. And now Vanessa Bryan is seeking extensive damages from a California helicopter company after their deaths. On Monday, Vanessa Bryan submitted a case summary statement to LA Superior Court that details the extensive damages she is pursuing from her wrongful death lawsuit against Island Express Helicopters, whose pilot was flying a helicopter carrying Kobe, Gianna, and six others when it crashed on a foggy morning on January 26th. While the documents obtained by people do not specify the exact amount Brian is seeking, it estimates the family has lost, quote, hundreds of millions in future earnings due to Kobe's untimely death. Quote, as a result of Kobe Bryant's and GB's deaths, Vanessa Bryant seeks economic damages, non-economic damages, prejudgment interest, punitive damages, and other relief as the court deems just and proper, the document says. Although the total specific amount of personal injury damages that plaintiff seeks is TBD, Kobe Bryant's future lost earnings equal hundreds of millions of dollars, it continues. Attorneys representing everyone did not request, but respond to a request for comment. Get it, get it, get it, get it. My only concern is that, like, there's such a big lawsuit here. Like, of course they're going to win. I don't know if this, like, helicopter company, like, sometimes you could get sued. And when you don't have the money, like, you just file for bankruptcy. And, like, Vanessa William, uh, Vanessa Bryant could hypothetically not get the money. Like, that's what I'm worried about. Like, I want her and the other families, like, to get the cash. Yeah, I, I want that for them as well. I haven't heard anything about – um you know, the company filing for bankruptcy yet, but she just filed these papers on Monday. So I'm sure it's going to be um, quite a road to get to what they deserve. But do you think that like a, um, a California-based helico- helicopter company like has $100 million in the bank? Maybe. No, but, but like with insurance policies, you know, I don't know how all of that works, but um, yeah, who knows? Well, I hope they get every penny, the Bryants and all the families that were involved. Um, This is just like the story that keeps like being um, updated and it's just like such a pit. Yeah. Like last week would have been um, Gigi's graduation. It's just so sad. The pit like never gets smaller. No. 
and Ben is like still like m- mourning. Yeah. It's crazy. What, like I can't like can't believe so much has already happened this year. Like what a fucking year. I mean, this I know that poem went viral. Like what if 2020 is not canceled? <laughs> but like honestly this year fucking sucks. Like I would very much like to cancel it. But I I like how people are being optimistic and, and I see you and I appreciate you and keep doing it, but I'm canceling this year. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean Honestly, everyone was like getting so down on 2020 that I'm glad that that poem went around because we do we do need like some optimism and just like to be thinking positively because if the year is re- truly canceled, then that means that the next six months like don't matter, period. And we need like some positivity, you know? So I, I like positivity. I like the poem. Positivity. Positivity. Um, was that our fourth story? Uh, no, our fourth story um, is some sweet, mindless news because Christian McCaffrey's quarantine birthday had Olivia Culpo and the unicorn cake. Olivia Culpo and boyfriend Christian McCaffrey are still in quarantine together with his family and her sister, which is just a remarkable feat, may I say. Truly. Um, and on Sunday, they celebrated his 24th birthday. Oh, he's young. Um, and they showered the Panthers running back with plenty of love and a colorful unicorn cake. She posted on Instagram, happy birthday to my best friend in the whole world. Unicorns really do exist. I love you, baby. She posted a really cute picture of them with um, a really cute cake. I didn't know Christian McCaffrey was into unicorns, but I'm here for it. I mean, I saw this picture and I thought that they got engaged. Like it just, they've been, they haven't even been dating for so long, but in the quarantine, like to be quarantined with someone else's family, like to me, they're now at the stage like of intimacy, like they've been married for five years, you know? A hundred percent. Even people who are married for five years, I don't know if they could have done quarantine. I think they're truly in three months with his whole family and her sister, which is like, no, not, it's one thing to be there with someone's family and like be on your best behavior. And just like, I feel like she's very, you know, she, I could see her being like a good guest in, in your home, you know, cause she like, is very, like she, cooks and she's fun and she's nice whatever but like to have your sister too and like to have to like you know just bring her into the fold like that's a lot of pressure yeah I feel like people who have been married for five years haven't actually even spent a cumulative three months like every day like just time wise like I mean I see my in-laws all the time but like I don't know if like if you added it all up would it add up to more than three months actually it well, definitely may- would because we've maybe been with all together. the trips yeah I think yeah, maybe I just I just about hit it, but still, it's so different when you have breaks in between. Like it's not even the same. She is on another level. I know. And like, do you think they want her out, or like they're like living for it? I can't tell. Like I'm living for it, and so from the outside, um, I feel like I Christian's mom is like living for it, but like maybe the dad is like, I wish all these people would get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, that was like a rumor that I read that was like completely <laughs> unfounded. Um, but you know, like, yeah, I think, I think it's it's nice to have just a bunch of different people. I just can't believe they're still there because, like, That's I what's feel so shocking. I, I feel like they could have gone home if they wanted to by now. Yeah, I mean, people are flying commercially, and you could definitely fly private. And I also can't believe that he's turning 24. Like that. Yeah, he's so young. That was really surprising. I did not know that he was such a bebe. Yeah, he's like a bebe, but also like a beef patty. Like he's just so meaty. Like so like. So meaty. So meaty. Oh, wait. What was um that thing from the soup? Yeah, from the so soup. So meaty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that show was so good back in the day. 
Yeah. No, and it's back now, and it was pretty good, too, when it was yeah. on. Yeah. What happened to it? It was like four episodes. I think like they had to stop filming because of quarantine, and mm. so, but it was good. But I feel like if any show could be shot remotely, it's the soup. There's literally one person in front of a green screen. That's true. I don't know. I, Whatever. Unfortunately, I don't have the answers. So those are our four um, mindful stories. And, and then for our fifth story, we've got ourselves a little Kelly's mindless snooze like the 4th of <laughs> July. Okay, ready? It's, I mean, I don't know how I lived my life without knowing this. And thankfully, as always, People Magazine is, on, is at the forefront of delivering mindless news to the American people. Kelly Ripa says Josh Dumel would play with her son for hours on the set of All My Children. Shocking. Chilling. Wait, Kelly so Ripa, for hours? Hours. Not minutes. <laughs> hours. Kelly Ripa is sharing a sweet memory of Josh Dumel. During Monday's episode of Live with Kelly and Ryan, Ripa, 49, opened up, wow, she looks really good for 49, opened up about the first time her son Michael, now 23, met Dumel on the set of All My Children. I'm going to tell you a story about Josh Dumel, Ripa began before she and Ryan Seacrest welcomed the actor as a guest on their show. This morning when we were setting up and he was doing a sound check, I had to grab Michael and I said, I want you to see somebody. When we both worked at All My Children together, Josh, there's a handful of people who were born to be parents that I've known in my life. Josh being one of them. He was like a young kid. He was in his early 20s when we had Michael. He would sit and play with Michael, who was a toddler, for hours. And Michael used to call him the Iron Giant. I can't. Wow. Is, that, is that it? Wow. Is that I mean, there's more, but, but no, I, I please, literally... Please. Oh. You want me to or no? No, please, no, please, no. Oh, oh, I thought you were like, please read more, please. <laughs> I mean, I just am so glad this segment exists because it's like been this thing in my brain where I'm like, why are there always like dumb news stories by Kelly Ripa? And now that we're like pointing it out, I'm hoping the American people will see the light. And Okay. I just want to share something because I had seen it like a few weeks ago when we started KMN, like the 4th of July. And um, someone had said like, it's be- like, we don't get these stories about like Hoda or Jenna Bush Hager because they like do news stories. They don't have that segment at the beginning of their show where they like, share mindless things that they did this week or whatever, which is fine. But I, my problem is like, why is it written up every single day? What should like, whatever she shared in the beginning of the show that was like truly fucking mindless. No, I understand why there's so much mindless news because she is a daily host. Like she's putting daily content in the daily mindlessness out there. Yeah. And I get that. But like, there are a lot of people with daily shows like that are not news based like Kelly Clarkson. Like there's a million. I just want to say like Kelly Ripa is on another level. And I just, I think it's worth noting. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth noting. And like even Ryan Seacrest, like I don't see Ryan's mindless news every day, whatever he shares about like what happened to him <laughs> that morning. You know what? When we were looking for stories yesterday, I actually did see a piece of mindless news. He's thinking of moving to LA full time, like after oh, the yeah. pandemic. I saw that too. And I only found it to be interesting. And I wasn't, I was almost like, but not really going to choose it as a story because remember, like he's like flies back and forth. Like he does a show in LA, Every day. He hosts a live morning show in New York. Like he is literally lives like on an airplane. And I think that's just crazy. Like his schedule is so crazy. So when I saw he was going to move to LA permanently, I was like, good, that schedule, like that life was unsustainable. It is unsustainable. And even when he Completely. made that decision, he was like, he hosts like Kiss FM, like the number one radio show in California. And then you're going to host a morning show in New York. Like, it's just too far. 
No, like you, you actually can't be both people. You can't be a live morning host on a show in New York and then also the most popular radio in California, even though I think most of the time he does his California radio from the iHeartRadio station in New York, which is just like, honestly, like such a betrayal. No, it's just, it's just not the same. So, and also I feel like I'm always seeing videos of him like in the studio with Tanya Rad, like in LA. That's true, actually. I just don't understand how it works, for real. It's just, it's, it's, it seems exhausting. I'm exhausted for him. Yeah. Whew. Tired. Um, let's dive into TV recap. And I forgot that I do have one thing I want to recap before we dive into the Instagram Live we're going to talk about. Okay. But um, RuPaul's All-Stars uh, new season started on Friday, and I watched it last night. First of all, story I can't... Of, of Shea Kool-Aid's, Shea Kool-Aid. uh, Toasty Outfit. I can't believe they don't call it RuPaul Stars. Interesting. It just sounds weird to say RuPaul All Stars, so I just call it All Stars, but it should be RuPaul Stars. Love that. I agree. Um, I think that everyone knows, like, I am a Shea Coulee stan, and I just want to put out to the universe, like, I do believe she's going to win. She's, uh, I mean, honestly, in the first challenge, she was, like, a little disappointing, but she's just getting her feet wet. Like, she's going to figure it out. Um, She's just, like, was meant to win in season nine, and, like, the fact that she didn't is just a disgrace. So... I think she's going to have her moment. Um, Blair St. Clair was like someone I really, honestly, like in the beginning, she was you as a drag queen. Okay. Really? She had a very um, like soft face, like cherubic, like you, like she looked like a child. Um, She usually had red hair and she was very like pale skin, very porcelain. Um, But now, and she was like always dressing like she was in the fifties, like bless St. Clair. Like that was her, her like drag aesthetic. But now it's like, she went through like puberty and now she's like a Kardashian. (laughs) Like she wears like short dresses and like, she's just like, she went through a real um, like Genesis, but I don't know. I liked that. Even though she annoyed me before, like she had something specific. Like now she's just like everyone else. Yeah. I feel that. So, she just like annoys me. Um, whatever. Um, Ricky Martin was the guest uh, judge, and like it was just everything of the sort. Like he obviously watches Drag Race. Like I love when you could tell someone watches Drag Race. Like sometimes they come on like for the press or just like to be you know a part of the vibe. But like when you when you know someone watches it, like it's just so much better. And Ricky Martin was an amazing guest judge. Like and all the the queens were like gagging the house when he came in. Like it was because he's like so fucking cute. Yeah. Um, and then, spoiler alert, if you didn't watch yet, Derek Barry got sent home. And this is, like, an interesting um, element of, of Drag Race. Like, a lot of the queens are impersonators um, because that's what, a, like, a big part of being a drag queen is. Like, people want to go see in Vegas, like, a Britney drag impersonator. So Derek Barry has been on, um, like, a few seasons ago, and now he's on All Stars. And, like, All Stars is the creme de la creme of the real seasons. And, like, he's just not creamy. Like, I don't know why he was... <laughs> I don't know why he was chosen. Like, he stunk. Um, and he's a Britney <laughs> impersonator. Creamy. He's a Britney impersonator, which is, like, it's tough because the judges want you to see – want to see you do, like, different looks. They don't want to see you being Britney every single time. Like, then that's, like, yeah. one one trait. And he was just, like, always fucking doing Britney. Like, literally, he showed him Britney. Like, all he did was Britney. Like, it was so annoying. And it's, like, he didn't listen to any of the critiques when he was on his season because they didn't want Britney. And he came in in the challenge and gave them Britney. And that was just not creamy? <laughs> no, not creamy. Except, very interestingly enough, like, one season, an impersonator actually won. Um, she was a share impersonator, but she was so much more dynamic. It was just, like, a part of her repertoire. Whereas, like, Derek Barry is defined by his Britney 
ascetic. And that's just not the type of queen you can be if you want to win all-stars. Understood. By the way, speaking of Brittany, um, I was watching TikTok last night and I just saw like such an incredibly interesting talk. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it and if this is old news, but there's this TikTok like of this girl discovering like, you know how Britney Spears has that song, my loneliness is killing me. And later in her career, she releases a song called Stronger and it's my loneliness ain't killing me no more. I am stronger. So it's just a little interesting character development that I discovered on the talk. Shout out to the girl who realized that. Very interesting. Um, Okay. And uh, our final thing we want to recap is the Instagram live that um, Bravo put on yesterday, hosted by Justin Sylvester with Candy Burris, Giselle Bryant, and Portia Williams. Um, It was to amplify Black voices, talk about what's going on. A lot of the Housewives that I just mentioned have been like super involved. They've been going to protests. And I just thought it was so fabulous. Like for a million reasons, I feel like they reached a whole new audience of people who like might not have tuned into something like that if it were on TV. Um, Portia went first. And I'm not gonna lie, I watched Portia and Giselle. I my sushi came and then I had to go eat. And it was really long. Like it was like I think it was like 90 minutes. Um Yeah, my um but- my food came in the middle also, and I like took my phone in my pocket with me. Like it was like <laughs> amplified like like so loud it was um I thought it was so well done and I just like Portia Williams well and and Portia and Giselle both Giselle's father and Portia Williams's grandfather were both like very well-known civil rights activists and it's clear that they like take their legacy so seriously because they were just like speaking truth truth bombs left right and center like Justin was living for it it was just like so it was everything that like someone like me needed, you know, like a combination of everything that I love. And it was just, I really wanted to commend Bravo because I thought it was like a great platform to do it on. A ton of people were watching. um, And it was just, they were being like funny and powerful and inspiring. And I just, Portia and Giselle um, are my favorites from either franchise. So I thought they did a great job at choosing those two. And I did miss Candy. So I, I don't know what she said. I don't want to speak on it because I didn't see. But um, I just wanted to share. It's available on their IGTV and I really thought it was fabulous. Yeah, it really was fabulous. Um, you should definitely go watch it. I didn't I realize it was on IGTV. Um, that's great because it was a great conversation and also funny and just, and, empowering and fabulous and then tonight Portia Portia's back um watch Rappin's Live I think is doing a two-hour um special I don't know if it's pre-recorded or live um on the Black Lives Matter movement so she's gonna be on again tonight on TV which um it starts at 11 and two hours that's like 11 to 1 which is really late for Bravo I don't know why they're doing that but I will record it because I will definitely be asleep oh yeah especially since we woke up so early today but that sounds so exciting. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I mean, um, it was just fab. I, I don't know if I just like loved it because I love the lady sitter and I just like love everything that he does, but it was really good. No, it was really good. And even all of the comments, like everyone was just like, it was, it was really impactful. Yeah, a lot of the comments and I saw actually Olivia sent me, um, there was like this statement signed by a lot of like well-known podcasters, Bravo fan accounts, like Bravo related creators um asking them to put the conversation that they were having on instagram live like asking them to air it and that like they weren't doing enough um 
putting it on social media like they really wanted it to be on TV and all the comments were were flooded with like you should have put this on TV you should have put this on TV and while I agree like a bigger platform might have been um better I just felt like the the format was so well done I don't know if you could have emulated that on TV and I don't know you reach such a different group of people on social media and there were tons of people watching um I don't know I didn't have a problem with it being on Instagram, but a lot of people found it to be very controversial that like maybe Bravo wasn't doing enough, but they are having this two hour special tonight. Um, but I just thought that was interesting and, and worth sharing that like this petition had kind of gone around. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Share it with me. I will. Okay, cool. Well, I think that is maybe all that she wrote. She looks like she's yeah. getting a little tired. Is, are you talking about me? No, she who's writing. Oh yeah. Her wrist is like really cramping. So I think we should just wrap <laughs> it up. Thank yes. you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys very much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you have a fabulous day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.